You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. sessions in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors of unfortunate. For some clown who thinks he's Batman. I am Batman! Hey there, Batman friends, family, Dark Knight detectives. How's it all going? How's everybody doing? I hope you're all doing okay. Welcome back to another episode of the Eternal Night Podcast. As you all know by my voice as well as my co-host's voice, that's right, me and Craig are back. How's it going, Craig? Going good. It's been a heck of a week, but man, I'm ready. When isn't it been a heck of a week? It's been a heck of a year. Yep. Being year two in COVID, it's uh, Mm -hmm. certainly something. Um, but on the plus side, there is a lot of good Batman stuff headed our way next year. Um, as everyone knows, who's been listening to the show, which again, thank you very much. You can, as you all know, follow the show on Twitter, Facebook. You can also listen to us on Podbean and a bunch of other places. So give us a follow, like, and review if you'd be so kind. Anyway, as you all know, you know, this is a Batman podcast. We're all here to talk about Batman. There is a new Batman movie coming out in March, which is surprisingly less than three months away. The movie is March 4th, 2022. Um, It's creeping around the corner. But on top of that, there's also a a bunch of other stuff Batman-related coming out next year as well. And before we get into what we are here to talk about today, because in regards to the Batman, there has been a new 100% promotional, you know, released footage from WB Japan in the form of a trailer. It's about a minute and a half long. And it is a little bit more revealing in regards to certain elements of certain characters. And um, Craig and I are not going to pass up the chance to talk about this. But if you do not want to go in any further to this movie, I completely understand that. And if you'd rather skip this episode, I 100% don't. I won't hate you for it. Neither will Craig. Not at all. I understand. Because it is a pretty big reveal in regards to what this trailer does reveal. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. there was something else that was announced earlier this week. I don't remember the day. My days blend together more so than ever now because I work two jobs. Uh, you know, working nights at a comic book shop is also very intriguing because you get a lot of different perspectives in terms of, you know, superheroes and Batman and things like that. But a lot of. My, you know, myself and a lot of the staff and the people that I work with, you know, they also, you know, watch a lot of the same stuff that you and I do. You know, we, they're very much into, you know, a lot of the stuff streaming on Disney Plus. The new Spider-Man movie comes out tonight. You and I are going to watch that over the course of the weekend. Um, but of course, you know, there there are Batman fans, and and as you know, you know, you and I, I think have have expressed a little bit of 
disinterest maybe maybe the right word there for in regards to some of the stuff on cw which the cw has built a very you know crafty universe for all things mm-hmm. considered you know there are things in it that i enjoy it's not at like the the top of my list as far as uh dc adaptations or dc characterizations go i think some of their i think some of the earlier stuff is a lot better than their current stuff to be brutally honest but i've heard a lot of good things about the flash armageddon thing they're doing right now so i might dip my toe back into it craig what what's your familiarity with the cw um i messed around with it a little bit i watched like the first i think the first two seasons of the flash and it was fine for what it was i I did enjoy it it's just with so many of these shows now they're you know interweaving and they're having all these crossovers and everything i feel like if you're not watching all of them then you have no clue what's going on at some point and I just kind of felt that way after a while when they started doing the whole, you know, the Legends of Tomorrow and all that other stuff. Um, I did, I think I did the first three seasons of Arrow as well. That one, I just, I felt like, just me personally, it was a bit too much of a try-hard show. They were trying too <laughs> hard to be, you know, edgy and, like, make this character darker and give him more of a, I feel like you know, were, I feel- serious plot line. I feel like they were trying to do Batman without Batman with that show. That and that is actually that's the best summary I've heard. Yeah. Honestly, uh, like I watched Arrow from season 1 to 2 and I enjoyed it for what it was even though a lot of the people, you know, the antagonists that he largely came to into blows with in the following seasons might have, you know, been out of Batman's rogues gallery. Cough, Rachel Ghoul. Cough. Um, <laughs> you know, I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it for the most part, but I really fell off hard in season four. I love Neil McDonough as an actor, but I just was not a fan of him as Damian Dark and what they chose to do with that character there. That was all just kind of weird to me. I did jump back in for season five with Prometheus. That was probably, in my humble opinion, the best it got. Okay. And I mean, I know some people would probably say season two understandable you know deathstroke is the main antagonist there and they had they had all of that really mapped out pretty well from season one i i will give credit where credit is due me personally i just found what they did with prometheus and the whole adrian chase swap and vigilante and all that jazz was just super cool um season six with richard dragon i was like i'm good but the flash surprisingly enough the flash i watched almost religiously up until season six that is when i really hopped off hmm what was it about once it got to season six? What what drew you away? So every the people I would talk to about The Flash, they would tell me that they got sick and tired of every other season being about a speedster, and that does kind of, you know, continue throughout the majority of the series. I mean, that, that to me, I, I, I didn't really put too much stock into because being a fan of The Flash and, you know, even because of the Justice League Unlimited show and then reading some of his own solo comics and seeing that there is just more to you know the flash and running fast they're like there is a family of speedsters and i actually mm-hmm. appreciate that the flash show took time to integrate all these different flashes or different speedsters into the flash show it's it's a nice honor to his mythology but what really kicked it for me was i i, I really can't put a put my nose on it but i really just felt like the sixth season you know it it it, it was the it was the unfortunate it was the unfortunate fallout from what happens with Crisis on Infinite Earths because it starts one way, season six started one way, then Crisis on Infinite Earths happens, and then the rest of season six, it just picks up somewhere and goes elsewhere. And then on top of that, when you factor in, you know, where the latter half was supposed to premiere, COVID and how that impacted season six and seven, it's just, man... It became a little bit too much for me. I tried season one of Supergirl, and it was fine, but I didn't really catch anything past that, except when they brought in John Cryer as Lex Luthor. That was probably one of the most brilliant things <laughs> that they've ever done, in my in, just in my opinion, of the DCCW. Like, I, I, of all things they do well, they do cast well, and I think that... Oh man, I just John Cryer. Wow, John Cryer's Lex Luthor was probably some of the most best inspired casting I've ever seen, and even to see him face off against Supergirl, but then also during Crisis, like go against a couple different Supermen, that was pretty cool too. And I just feel like he he was written really well. That was a really nice representation of who Lex Luthor is. If you wanted a very 
modern perspective on the cringy old crazy businessman who just has it all figured out and it makes you so mad because it's it's the truth <laughs> but again you know i also just really love john crier he was really fantastic in uh, two and a half men even with uh michael kelso uh what, what's the actor's name ashton kutcher there we go even when he, when he came on the show i was still a fan of that you know because I love John Cryer that much. He's just a wonderful actor all through and through. Yeah, I never got into, I never got around to Supergirl. Um, and, and I think that's also, like I was saying, there's just, when it comes, and I get it, you know, superhero stuff is extremely popular, probably the most popular it's ever been for as long as you and I have been alive. Agreed. And But I just feel like they, there's just so much out there. And it's like mm-hmm. trying to keep track of it all and trying to be, up to date on it all is just for people who have like, you know, nine to five jobs or have a family or something. There's no way you're going to keep up with all of this. Right. And I, that's what I just felt like. I think that's kind of why I gave up because like, you know, when they brought the flash to Netflix, I'm like, perfect. This is going to give me a chance to catch up on everything. But then by the time I'm catching up on the flash, you know, five other shows have come out and I'm just like, well, holy crap. How am I going to keep track of all of this? Like not only that, you know, <clears throat> there's also black lightning that happened i miss yep. it that was actually a show i think that got canceled a little too soon i actually really enjoyed black lightning of the cw shows that one was probably the strongest after flash and arrow uh legends tomorrow i just absolutely did not care for even season two with the legion of doom and like what they did there i just didn't care i don't know what it was but the writing and what they were doing from a storytelling pers- perspective i just did not give a shit so pardon my french but man i just I couldn't get into it. I really couldn't. And Batwoman, I watched Batwoman because they had Ruby Rose, and then Ruby Rose walked from the show, and I was like, yeah, well, there went that. And that's, you know, no disrespect to what they're doing now with season two and season three. I just, I really like Ruby Rose in the role, and I'm, I'm, it's really unfortunate to see what, what's happening, or, you know, so openly in regards to that situation, because that's, that, it's just a really unfortunate situation. I'll just put it to you that way. Yeah, and I just feel, for me, I think the reason why I can't get into a lot of these CW shows is there is just this sense of, to me anyway, just the way they're shot, the way the dialogue goes, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like soap opera-ish to me, almost. And in fairness, CW is a soap opera network to some extent. So I don't know. There's just there's just something about the way they're shot and the way that they direct those shows that Mm -hmm. just it cannot it can't keep me. I'm interested. I give it a shot and then I just cannot stay dedicated to it. Yeah. And, you know, they just put Stargirl on it. They just put Stargirl on CW. And I feel like that actually fits better for that because it's almost like Smallville 20 years ago for today's audience. Yeah, because, you know, it takes place in high school. It's targeted at teenagers. It's very much for that demographic and it fits perfectly on that network. Right. But then you think about like other things that happened on DC Universe before it became DC Universe Infinite, like, you know, Titans or Doom Patrol or even Swamp Thing, which got canned after one season. And now that stuff that got left over from it is now on HBO Max and Doom Patrol is thriving on there. It's yeah. doing really, really well. Matter of fact, I finished season three not too long ago. I enjoyed it. Um, I still, f- I, I feel like it's it's the weakest of the three, but that's that's not that's not a slight. I just think that the material from one and t- seasons one and two was just a lot more stronger, and it might also be because of the fact about halfway through the season they they um, uh, you know, are you watching Doom Patrol? I am on, I'm towards the end of season one. I'm getting into okay. season two. So there's a character that gets introduced at the end of season one and makes a full appearance in season two. And then partway through season three, they, they, they send her off with a couple different characters. And I won't say which character it is, but mm. it's just, it, it, that kind of bummed me out. And that kind of, you know, weighs down season three for me just a little bit. <clears throat> but overall, I really, really enjoy Doom Patrol. Titans, on the other hand, that's a, that's a conversation yeah that's another one tried it could couldn't do it (laughs) i think i got five episodes in i'm like this is not for me dude i just i gave that show so many chances i did Mm -hmm. 
and I really wanted to enjoy it. And to its credit, it has a really great Deathstroke in it, too. And that's the highlight for me of that show. And again, you know, it's got a really good Dick Grayson there with Brandon Thwaites, but I think the writing of that show is just Uh so bad. It is just awful. Every season just got almost worse i don't i don't know how it it managed it it was just bad dude and and again this is just my opinion i know there are a lot of other people out there who enjoy it good for you i'm happy you do believe me but damn by season three man there is just some things that happened that i just was as a batman fan as a dick grayson fan i just was not digging it too much and i'm just not going to sit here and poo poo that show the whole time because that's just not cool (laughs) but to get to what we are kind of going on about there has been an announcement there is another cw show in the works shock shock surprise surprise but i'm curious about this one in that it's doing something it's gotham knights and i don't know if it's directly tied to the video game i'm sure it's going to be loosely based in some capacity on things that happen in the video game. Cause obviously, you know, there's a dead Batman and there's going to be a, a young adopted son who takes matters into his own hands. That to me uh, speaks Robin. I don't know yeah. which one, but definitely a Robin. Be interesting if it ends up being Damien. I'd actually, that very well could be the case. I'd be really surprised if it was Damien Wayne. Because, because I did I did read an article saying that the rumor is that this show, unlike all these other CW shows, it is going to go in kind of a more of a Titans like darker direction. But it's on so that almost to me that just makes me immediately think that Damien's gonna be the son that uh kinda comes in here. And he's also the only one who probably would go mm-hmm. to such lengths to team with villains for the greater good of Gotham City. Yep. I could see him do. I could also see Jason Todd doing that. If I'm being totally honest, too. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know, they've announced that a Gotham Night show is in the works on CW. Um, and I, I really should. We should, I'm just gonna pull it up on my phone because I don't have the description in front of me. But oh, I've got I've got the uh, the synopsis right here. Please read it. I'm tired of uh, sounding like a fool. Yeah. So official synopsis for Gotham Night series. It was just announced a few days ago. Uh, in the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing the Cape, Cape Crusader. And as the city's most wanted criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in a Gotham with no dark night to protect it, the city descends into the most dangerous it's ever been. However, hope comes from the most unexpected places as this team of mismatched fugitives will become its next generation of saviors. Okay. So that's interesting. I didn't notice that. It's the children of Batman's enemies. Right. So if it's an adopted son, that means it's not Damien. Yep. Yeah, you're right. But that doesn't mean he can't show up. Yeah. Because he hasn't shown up in Titans. Titans has only utilized three of the known Robins. Oh, if if you also count some of the cameos in season three, they actually cameo and tease uh, Carrie Kelly, Duke, and Stephanie Brown in season three of Titans. But it's such a in a, in such a throwaway w- way that I just was like, awesome. But I feel like here, it could be any one of them. Yeah, but if there's one teaming with villains. I almost immediately want to hope that it's a resurrected Jason Todd. Yeah. But I don't know, because if, if, you know, one of them is framed for the murder of Batman, I don't know. There's a story that Tony Daniel did called Battle for the Cowl, and it takes place immediately after Final Crisis, because in Final Crisis, it's a story by Grant Morrison in the comics, um, and it was also a big culmination from his, like, Batman R.I.P. run. He, he kills Bruce Wayne. Like, he has a dark side omega beam him superman holds a dead body like there are there is images of this like superman is holding batman's dead corpse right but um he actually gets flung through time it's a whole different conversation anyway when that happens when batman is presumed dead battle for the cow happens and in battle for the cow jason todd takes it upon himself to basically turn into a militaristic version of batman gun totting the whole nine while Gotham descends into total absolute hell from every other villain on the, you know, in Gotham City. It is, oh, wow. yeah, Gotham City is an absolute hellscape after everyone is, assumes Batman is dead. So, 
if you couple, you know, if and to, what's interesting to me is if they're really going to try and frame the murder of Bruce Wayne onto one of his children, I could almost even s- potentially see it be Jason Todd. Yeah. But this I don't know. Just this aspect of the children of Batman's enemies. So I'm just curious, are we going into like a, a young justice situation where it's just going to be younger, like, are we going to see, is it going to go the route of like, here's the daughter of Poison Ivy and she has the same powers as Poison Ivy. No, Here's I did, the I did... son of, you know, Scarecrow and he's obsessed with fear toxin. I, I, there is one that they actually very well could pull. Dula Dent, the daughter of the Joker. Oh. I think I, I think I have that right. I think she's the Joker's daughter. Or Dent's daughter, one or the other. Fictional character, Titans East. Mother Evelyn Dent. All notable aliases, the Joker's daughter. Cat yeah, Dula Dent, daughter of Jack the Joker Dent. Right. Which is nuts. I could definitely see maybe Riddler having a bastard child. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, I, I, mm, I could see I the know, CW like, doing Catwoman, like an offspring of Catwoman. I could see that. Yeah. And I mean, I know in the Harley Quinn animated show, um, Penguin had a son. He had a so nephew. I mean, yo nephew. It was a nephew. Nephew. That's. Are you, right. are you referring to the bar mitzvah? Yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been his nephew. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was his nephew. Okay. But I could definitely see them pulling a younger generation of Cobblepot too. That. Yeah. That's not out of the realm of possibility. And you know what? Since season they dance around using batman characters and when batman is like even close to reference it's it is in such a touch and go way like batwoman had quite a few different references to a couple different villains and i know when season three they're for sure doing poison ivy so i don't know that we might see her in in gotham knights mm-hmm. um i wonder if we might see the court of owls that'd be cool We've you got know, a the court of hours has to make an appearance at some point in one of these things. I mean, as much as I would love to see it happen in the Batman, especially how we've already talked about it, how the Riddler is hinting that there's this like secret to Gotham that he's uncovering. Right. Keeping my, I am hoping that that means that we're going to see like court of owls or something along those lines, but come on, the court of owls, they have become so popular in just this short span of time since they've been created. They've got to make an appearance somewhere. I know, I know they... they're going to be in the video game, but I want yeah. to see them on the live screen. I know they're in the video game. I'm. I want to say they might have been in Gotham. I don't know. I checked out like midway through season, halfway through season two, so I don't know definitively if they ever like full on appeared because there was like a hint or something. I don't remember, but I think they might have been in Gotham. But don't hold me to that. Um, that was that was another one. Couldn't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one that one was too much for me. <laughs> like, you know what? If 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 someone, God forbid, held held a gun to my head and said, "Choose Gotham or Titans," I just might choose Titans. Yeah, I, I think I would too. <laughs> I just might because I watched the last episode of Gotham. Oof, that bat suit is terrible. Oh really? Just, Will they actually show the bat suit? It's, it's bad. It's so bad. They do. It's 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 it is it is exactly the way Ben McKenzie described it. He and I, I'm going to paraphrase here, but Ben McKenzie, who played Jim Gordon on that show, was asked, you know, what will the when will we see Batman? And 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 I think he says something to the effect of, "You will see Batman when the show ends, in the very last few seconds, in the very final shots, you will see Batman." And sure enough, that's exactly how they ended the show. They pan up. Gordon's got a light. You see Bruce went. Sorry, you see an older gentleman with, you know. David Mazuz's bottom half of the face <laughs> CGI'd underneath a cowl in the most cheapest mommy Halloween costume way. It is just the most visually disgusting Batman suit I have ever seen put in in like any produced live action form. I shit you not, Craig. It it is okay, just Okay, hold on. I'm I as you're talking, I'm looking this up. It is bad, dude. It is just bad. <laughs> It sounds. Oh my god! <laughs> it's bad, dude. It what is, is bad, that? Bad. Oh and, my goodness! Like, 
I've seen people try and clown on Robert Pattinson's costume, and I'm like, gee, go take a look at that. And then they go, all right, yeah. I'm like, wow, right, right. That's the payoff for that show. Holy moly. It was was Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I just blame it. It was Fox. (laughs) Yeah. It's a looker, isn't it? That is... That is something. That's a that's a looker, isn't it, dude? You know, we uh I know we did uh an episode about, you know, our favorite bat suits. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think we ever have to do a uh an episode about the worst bat suits because I... I think we already know what the number one is. Holy crap. Look, even the ones from the forty three and forty nine serials, the one one of the ones Robert Lowry wore, that looked at least because again, you know, Time is relevant, and those were made in the 40s. For the 1940s Batman, they looked good. This was uh-huh. in 2014. <laughs> yeah. 20, 2019, 2018. I don't remember what year it ended, but man, I'm just like, how, 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 how? And of all the things Batwoman has, you know, done, they did the Batsuit right. They actually managed to make a decent-looking Batsuit, and they don't even have a Batman wearing it. <laughs> but they, they they put an actor in that suit, and I was just like, oh, man. Yeah, Gotham's, Gotham's final episode was April 25th, 2019, so oh, only two years ago. Dude, what are you doing? You Yikes. Know, you have a budget utilize it and they just didn't like i am so beyond baffled at at how hard they went on penguin riddler jerome mr freeze firefly and then they 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 just cheap out on batman's costume i'm like oh my god what are we doing here this is bad dude man yeah yeah i'm i'm good i'm good and you know what if they manage to put a bat suit in, in Gotham Knights, just all I ask, make it look better than that, please. And that's going to be interesting, too, in that show. Are we going to see the murder, or are we just going to do... Is it going to just start with the aftermath of Batman being dead, and then maybe over the course of the show, we see what led up to his death? So you know how really great artists pull from really great iconic moments, and they try their best to bring it to screen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Titans does the exact opposite of that in that everything you just (laughs) described, everything cool that you could imagine happen in, say, you know, a a fictional situation of like, for example, uh, Batman going to murder the Joker with the own crowbar that was used to murder Jason Todd. Tell me, would you rather see that or would you rather see what Titans did in that they just have Bruce Wayne drop a bloody crowbar on the ground? He says, it's over. I'm done. I did it. Oof. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Granted, I just don't like that idea, period, because I, yeah. I just don't think Bruce would ever go that far. I mean, he's evidently not in other mediums, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that it was necessary to just literally push him over that edge there. Anyway, um, yeah, that's 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 – I'm right there with you. I don't know if they're going to pick up directly after the murder, if they're going to show the murder, or if they're going to be – I mean, if they're, if if they're kicking it off with like you know they're framing one of the former Robins to murder Batman, you've got to do something to make that look a little believable. You'd mm-hmm. have to imagine, right? Yeah. But again, th- this is the CW show, and it's being handled by the people who do Batwoman, so I have cautious expectations for it. Just to put it, to the put one it. thing that interests me about it is the fact that I is it going to be an HBO Max show or is this going to cable? I don't know. Because if it's going to HBO Max, I'm a little more intrigued to check it out because that makes me think that they're going to have a little bit more, I guess you would say, like, freedom to do things a little differently. They wouldn't be constricted by network television standards. Exactly. But by that same token, if they're allowed to do whatever they want, you could either get something Mm. like Doom Patrol. Yes. (laughs) Or something like Titans. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just in a very curious wait-and-see mode to see what they do with that show. Um, I think if I'm just going to have to list off any wants as of right now, um, number one, tell me which Robin it is. I'm very Mm -hmm. curious to know which one it is. Um, Number two, 
please do Joker's Daughter. That's that almost seems like a given. That yeah. honestly, this show again feels like a, a great way to just do Batman things, but not quite Batman, but still have it be in that same breath. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 where I'm at with Gotham Knights. Give me a Mister Freeze Junior who does the See, quote right I, out. I, I want to leave Mister Freeze <laughs> alone, dude, because Nora Freeze isn't. She's, you know, she's frozen, man. That's not cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. That'd be a nice twist, wouldn't it? Like, to his mythology. Like, what if they gave him a son? And, you know, he has to deal with having a, to raise a child, but also try and cure his wife. I don't know. I have no idea. Huh. Or a daughter. I don't know. Oh, man, it'd be... Okay, it has to be... It has to be Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze oh, because it needs there. to be... It needs to be kindergarten cop style. <laughs> it's got to be Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze trying to raise a son while also trying to take over Gotham. You can't there we see, go. You, you, there you go, HBO Max. I just gave you a show. You can't see it right now, but I'm rubbing my eyes really hard. Because... <laughs> Yes, everyone, we're going to do a Batman and Robin junkin' commentary for New Year's. I still need to buy a bottle of wine for that. Yeah, I gotta figure out what uh, what beverage I'm going to choose for that. I am To get me in the, uh, the, the holiday mood. Look, man, I, I'm just gonna let you know right now, and hopefully we're gonna try and get our friend Terrence to hop on with us as well. I'm just gonna let you know right now, I'm gonna be so wine wasted <laughs> by the end of that movie I just might have to pull out some sensors some sensor beeps and just maybe we'll see we'll find out I don't know but man that's gonna be a watch and I'm gonna need a big bottle of wine for it you know what I just realized we're talking HBO Max shows we're talking about the fact that it's the holidays there hasn't been anything about that merry little Batman show that they that like short or like that little like mini movie that they said was going to come out this holiday season. We're a week away from Christmas. Hmm. That's a good point. I wonder if it got pushed, delayed. I'm guessing it's got to be coming out next year. Then I have no idea. You know, uh, I could look it up, but I just don't feel like it. <laughs> oh, yep. I just looked it up on IMDb. Pre-production expected 2022, so they did push it. Okay. See, there you go. There. That answers that. We figured it out, like one of the riddles. Uh-huh. Speaking of riddles. Speaking of riddles. You know what's funny? I actually have the background of my computer is the Riddler riddles from Batman Forever. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll send you a picture afterwards. But yes, speaking of riddles, there was a very riddled trailer with the Riddler that dropped from WB Japan. Yes, um, I'm going to have to take a pause and timestamp this because um, I want to let listeners know when they can just skip forward to... Whatever, yeah, but to avoid avoid any potential spoilers. Yeah, who knows how long we're going to talk about this, but I'm sure we'll get a, I'll get a timestamp in there. Okay, so well, I guess without further ado, skip forward by like I don't know how long, but we're going to start talking spoilers, maybe, possibly. I don't know, Craig. Uh, yeah. There, there was a new trailer, as I mentioned, from WB Japan, and it is it is. It is a lot of what we have seen with some new shots mm-hmm. of the Riddler. I'd say, things... what, maybe 10, 15-ish seconds of new stuff we haven't seen before? Yes, and a little bit of new dialogue, a little bit of, you know, a couple different shots and looks at the Riddler, and I would even say a look into his his secret hideout. Yeah, yeah. Also, um... There's a couple more shot. There's one more shot of Bruce Wayne that actually stands out that we have not seen before, and it's um, what looks like after the the car crashes through the funeral home, right, mm-hmm. or, the, or the cathedral or whatever. And Batman, or Bruce, turns around and he and there's one figure standing up in an arc while everyone runs out of it, and it it's it's voiced over with you know you're a part of this too. How am I a part of this? And it just shoots up to the camera, you know, pans back up, and you just see that one figure. And it's presumably the Riddler, which makes sense to me because who wouldn't, if he is that nuts, he'd probably want to witness his own handiwork. Absolutely. And they always return to the scene of crime. Well, and the Riddler, too, like I think we talked about before in a previous episode, one of his things is like he wants 
Batman to notice him Correct. you know in the in the itinerations in the iterations we've seen in the past he wants Batman to know acknowledge him you know say that he's the smartest say that he's you know he's able to outwit him that he wants that satisfaction I agree and this trailer is absolutely cut in a way that will imply that the Riddler is playing one big game with Batman and he very well might know that Batman is Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. and again I say that the trailer is cut in a way to imply that because by the end of the trailer you get you know the you know uh the final shots of the the trailer we just got at Fandom but then we also get um the 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 dialogue of the Riddler and he says you know you're he doesn't say you're a part of this he says I've been trying to reach you, and then it cuts to another new shot of Bruce taking off the cowl in the cave, and then you hear the Riddler say, Bruce Wayne. Now, Mm -hmm. it's cut in a way to make it almost sound like it's part of the same conversation. I don't think it is. I don't think so either. I think they cut it that way intentionally. I think that's exactly what they did. I think they cut it that way intentionally because there's reason to believe, for me anyway, that the Riddler would send both Bruce Wayne and Batman different riddles. However, mm-hmm. I will not rule out the possibility that the Riddler is just outright aware that Batman is Bruce Wayne, and that is exactly why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, because it's definitely from these trailers that we've seen, it does seem like Riddler's main obsession is unveiling this like unknown dark side of Gotham. That seems to be his goal. He wants to reveal the secrets of the city that maybe the citizens of Gotham are unaware of. And very possibly Bruce Wayne's family, being as powerful as they are, are probably a part of that. But at the same time, Bruce Wayne just so happens to be Batman, who is the defender of the city. So obviously the Riddler would be combating Batman. So, yeah, I do like the way they shot it. I do think it is two different dialogues from two different scenes that they just decided to splice together just to kind of create that like, oh, has he figured out that Bruce Wayne is Batman or it's a good are they trick. two separate conversations? Pretty good marketing trick. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Also, if you pay attention to like things in the Riddler's hideout, he's got pictures of Bruce Wayne and his family. Yes. Yeah, I was noticing that as as we were talking, I was doing just a quick little scene by scene and I see like the shot of a wall that just has a bunch of what looks like photos of a young Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. along with a few pictures of him at his current age with all the eyes like scratched out yep and what is it he wrote something on the wall too let me see if I can find it if only you knew then what I know now yes yep so it, it almost feels like he's known about this for a long time yeah also, if it's a blink and you'll miss it moment, but there is a contraption there in his in his um in his hideout, and it's got a couple of tubes in it, and they all they have the same words written on it that were written on the dead mayor's duct tape face. No more lies. Oh, really? I didn't yep. catch that. It's a it's a trap. It's more than likely one of his traps that he's going to probably put on somebody. I don't. Oh, I see it. Yep, yeah. I see exactly what you're talking about. I don't. I might know what that trap yeah. might entail, but I'm not at liberty to disclose it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil what what it is because I'm just not that guy. But I will just say that that trap is going to if if it if it is what I was told it's going to do, it's going to scare the shh, it's going to scare the crap out of people. Let me just put it to you that way. Mm-hmm. It, it it is going to terrify when. The way the Riddler has been described to me in this movie is nothing short of satisfying. I am all about this version of the Riddler. And I know there's some aesthetic choices that a lot of people can't get behind. I totally 100% understand that. But at the same time, dude's worn the same bowler cap in the comics for like the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with something a little different. Now, I, I really am excited to see this interpretation of the Riddler on the big screen. This is something that I think has been a long time coming for the character. He has needed something to kind of get 
more people interested in the character. You know, as Batman fans, we appreciate the Riddler. We like who he is. But I feel like if you were to just go up to, like, your average person and say, you know, who are your favorite Batman villains? Or, you know, what Batman villains are you aware of? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many would actually say the Riddler. I think they would say Joker. They would... Your most... Your average person is going to mainly know the movie characters. Right. So they would more than likely say Joker. Joker. More than likely. Because he's been done by a couple different actors now. Because you've got... Bane. Jack Nicholson. You've got Heath Ledger. Jared Leto. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh-huh. Um, maybe maybe another actor for the Batman. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I've, I've heard Two-Face. I've heard Riddler as well. A lot of people are, in fact, fans of Jim Carrey, of the Riddler. Uh-huh. And even yeah. Frank Gorshin from the 66 movie. Like, Cesar Romero? Burgess yeah. Meredith? Like, those guys get notoriety. Um, I do hear Catwoman often. But you're right. I, I think a lot of people kind of gravitate towards mo- the movie villains. And mm-hmm. Two Face, Joker, ones I hear more often than not. I've heard Bane once or twice, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of right there with you. I, I'm I'm really hoping that this version of the Riddler really kind of cements him as you know a, a real legitimate threat to Batman, but also just as a really terrifying villain in his own right too. Because I think when we played Arkham City all those years ago, I think you and I probably talked about you know they should make this Riddler or a version mm-hmm. of this Riddler in the films. Cause that version of the Riddler is kind of saw esque from Arkham city. Yep. Cause in the first one, all he did in Arkham asylum, he just hid his trophies everywhere. Right. And once you'd find them after every couple trophies that you find, you know, there's a little audio recording of him mocking Batman. That was really it. The second one, then you're actually solving puzzles, trying to save people who are hooked up. Like you said, to these, like, death traps almost like saw death trap type things right and i was really excited and that again i'm not a fan personally much of arkham knight i appreciate what it is as a game um there's just way too much batmobile focus yeah um and that's what disappointed that was actually one of my biggest disappointments with batman arkham knight was that given the evolution they did with the Riddler's trophies in the first two games, I was like, man, what are they going to do with the third one? And they made him make race courses for Batman to drive his Batmobile through. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. You had such a good thing going in the second game. Yeah. Yeah. At least Arkham City's still great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, going back to just that concept of making the Riddler more of a, a death trap kind of guy, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. And even like, you know, there there are some some stories where he has done some pretty heinous stuff too in in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, Dark Knight, Dark City, it's not quite it is the Riddler, but he's being possessed. But he does pretty heinous shit in that in, in, in the things that he makes Batman does to do. The things that he does to make Batman save people in that book is quite a feat. I will just say that. Mm. If you ever get the chance, check out Dark Knight, Dark City. And I think this time, too, with this movie, they're really making it. He's a threat to Gotham City, not just Batman or the individuals that he's going after. For the first time, I feel like they are making it so that the Riddler is a true threat to everybody in Gotham. He is a serial killer, more serial killer in this than he is, you know, intelligent, you know, foe. You know what I mean? Yeah, like intelligent, a, yeah, thief or yeah, con artist in a way, kind of how they did in uh, Batman Forever. Yeah. You know, he just wanted to use his box to make millions of dollars and get people's bank account numbers. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like the angle that they're taking here with Paul Dono. And, you know, they got a really great actor in, in Paul, so... Yeah, that's going to be really awesome. And yeah, I'm just I'm just all all in on this movie at this mm-hmm. point, especially after watching that trailer, because th- to your point, you know, th- there's really sweet, nice musical cues to it. Yes. And oh my gosh, it's just Chef's kiss. And to tie into actually to tie in this Batman movie to what we were talking about earlier with HBO Max and their shows, um, now I'm—I don't know if you saw it, but um, 
Cobblepot is getting his own show. That was rumored for a while. That yeah. was largely rumored, and I actually remember when it might have been Deadline or Variety ran an article about the, the potential of that happening because it was like, I don't remember the headline exactly verbatim, but it said, like, Colin Farrell in talks for Penguin spinoff, and I was like, okay, cool. But, and yeah, it, it, it is a thing. It's happening. Um, I'm, I would imagine it probably takes place before the movie because it's about his rise to power, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think... I've been seeing I've been seeing conflicting things. Some articles I've read say that it takes place afterwards, but I'm like, how could it be him rising to power if it takes place after the movie? Yeah. So I I agree. I think it's going to be a prequel series. Um, yeah, I'm very very intrigued to see what that show is going to be like because a whole show just dedicated to Colin Farrell's Cobblepot. That's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be pretty intriguing, to say the least. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever... Well, they did Peacemaker for Suicide Squad, so I guess they're, this is kind of a newer model for them to try and spin off one character from a popular movie to get an HBO series, which... Cool. Good idea. Keep it up with the Batman. Hopefully uh, Colin Farrell's Penguin is a more interesting character than a Peacemaker. <laughs> Excuse me. I just... You know, I didn't even really want to mention it back yep. again, but <laughs> I will just say that I have little to no interest in Peacemaker, yep. largely because of what they did to my boy Vigilante. I'm just not uh-huh. happy with that. Yeah. That, and I just didn't give a damn about the character to begin with in the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, so there's really nothing there for me with that. Sorry, John Cena. Not really. Yeah, you can't see him anyway. Bingo. Exactly. There it is. No, I th- you know, I'm, I've been on record. You know, it, my wrestler actor list goes Dave Bautista, The Rock, dot, 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 <laughs> grass, John Cena. <laughs> Sorry. They're both way better actors than he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, again, my opinion, if you all want to yell at me, eternalnightpod at gmail.com. <laughs> or on Twitter, at unfiltered. You all know. But yeah, if y'all you know want to stay spoiled, oh you know what? Okay, I know where the timestamp is now. Cool. If y'all want to remain unspoiled, you know, I understand that. Matter of fact, I was actually just talking to my my buddy Mike about it because I I told him I was like, hey, did you see the the Japanese trailer for the Batman? And he goes, I'm good. I don't need to see anything else. And I'm I'm just I, I'm going into the movie with what we see. And I was like, you know what, man? Good for you. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil what I've seen. And he was like, thank you. I'd pull up the message. I'm probably bullshitting that so hard right now because I can barely remember what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> but no. I mean, kudos kudos to people that do that. I'm kind of the same way. I typically don't watch like international trailers. I typically don't watch like um, like TV ad segments on YouTube of right. like trailers of shows. Because most of the time, a lot of times, it's just rehashing the stuff that we've already seen in the main trailers. Right. But for the sake of our show and the, for the sake that it's Batman, I had to watch this international trailer. Kind of the same like with me. Um, for people that don't know, Ghostbusters 1984 is my absolute favorite movie of all time. I, no movie has ever topped it for me. So I was ecstatic for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that was another exception. I watched every trailer that came out for that so well, usually so only I, the things that i'm truly passionate about that i'll watch like all of those kind of yeah. i guess you would call them like spin-off trailers or just you know any kind of promotional footage they have to offer at any point yeah you know what i mean and i also sent you the batman trailer so there's that too that, i kind i kind of forced craig to watch it no big deal i was i was gonna watch it anyway <laughs> well i'm glad craig was open to seeing the trailer because you know, we're three like just shy of three months away from this movie. And mm-hmm. speaking of movies coming out, I actually took a note out of a couple other people's books. I stayed off of the social medias. I stayed off of Twitter and only went on Facebook and Instagram very seldomly. But even then, I have remained spoiler free about Spider-Man: No Way Home. Outside Same of here. things, outside of yep. things that have probably already been in the general ether of what is going to happen in this movie. But outside of the fine details, have not been spoiled. Uh, Craig actually has to get off here and go catch his movie here in about 
10 minutes. So I guess we should probably wrap this bad boy up. I'm seeing my showing here in about three more hours. But Craig, my friend... I will make sure to send you a text message, full plot details and everything after I get out. Oh, you (laughs) jerk. No, that actually happened to one of my coworkers. Bailey, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Dude... He he. One of one of his chums did did that exact thing, and I was like, "Oh, that is just." I'm sorry. Like, that, I mean, I'm a pretty chill dude. You do that. That's just that's mean. Oh, that's I can't. Mean. I can't say it. I can't say exactly what I'm gonna say. I got to keep this PG. But that's just it's mean. That's just some messed up stuff right there. Yeah. Now, unless you ask for it, then it's a completely mm-hmm. different story. And I'm not saying Bailey did because I would never speak on my coworker's behalf, but. You're right. It it is very much a shame on you kind of thing. And I give and I give kudos to people who, you know, don't watch trailers who try to stay off of that kind of stuff. I was watching um actually a spoiler free review of Spider Man No Way Home um from one of my um favorite YouTube critics, uh, Jeremy Johns, and he mentioned in his review that he was talking to one of his friends and one of his friends said that he has not watched any of the trailers. He hasn't watched any trailers, he hasn't watched any clips. He has kept himself entirely in the dark. And to that, I got to say, like, kudos that to just go into a movie completely blind, like not having even seen anything on it. That's impressive. Agreed. Yeah, that is very impressive to just go in a a movie absolutely blind, knowing nothing. Uh, Speaking of movies, man, you should probably get off to your showing. Where where, Where can people find you on the interwebs if they wish to follow you along, my friend? Uh, I am on Instagram. You can find me at Craigie Omega, C-R-A-I-G-G-Y-O-M-E-G-A. And as always, everybody, give Craig love on Instagram. It's great, great presence there. Also, <coughs> excuse me. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be more active on there now. He's trying. But we're both kind of ancient in that regard. Yeah. We don't know how to social media anymore. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't do the TikToks like you crazy kids. I don't TikTok either. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> but this show and, and myself, we do have Twitters. Follow us along at T-E-K underscore podcast on Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow me personally just at Unfiltered. And, you know, give a like to this show. Give a like to my other show, Superhero Stress, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about Spider-Man over there once that, you know, once we collectively come out of it. Uh, But yeah, this has been another episode of The Eternal Night. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe as always. And remember, stay Batman. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Let's play a game. What's black and blue and dead all over? Thank you for listening to The Eternal Night. This podcast is not affiliated with Warner Media or DC Entertainment. All thoughts shared belong to those involved and not the companies they happen to work for or be talking about. Drop us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at T-E-K underscore podcast. Thank you.